Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cafe Grit. This is the place to go when you've got the hankering for purpose, a taste for fulfillment, and you're tired of living the rat race. My name is Beth Ann Gamble. Thanks for stopping in. Cafe Grit is now open for service. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cafe Grit. I am your host, Beth Ann Campbell. This is season two, episode six, When You Fuck Up at Work. I'm going to talk about when you are in an environment at work where you don't feel safe making a mistake. This is not quite the same as getting in trouble at work, which I've done a couple of podcasts about. This is more about the feedback that I've gotten from you all of so many of you that work in or have worked in in, in uh, work environments where you don't feel safe making a mistake that you feel like you're going to be in trouble at every um, given moment. Before we talk about that, I hope everybody's doing okay and doing great hanging in there with the extended COVID. Oh, the stupid fucker COVID. I'm just so glad when the vaccine is readily available and we are all herd immune. Let's all just uh, throw it out there to the universe. I'm doing pretty well. I I was I spent the morning painting my bookshelves. I have this dream of having a wall of books. I got the wall of books books installed by this wonderful carpenter, and I'm painting them. And I will tell you, folks, uh, painting bookshelves, especially an entire wall, an eight foot high floor to ceiling and fifteen foot long wall of bookshelves, is a bitch. I highly recommend that you hire a professional. I wish I had. And I highly recommend that you get some sort of sprayer device and just dexter the shit out of your room so that you don't get paint on the walls. But it's just, it's a a pain in the ass, especially the lower shelves, because I'm like literally down on my back and my side. And I'm, you know, I'm not 10 anymore. So getting up and down from the floor and trying to maneuver myself is anyway, you you don't need to hear that. It's that's, that's not for, for today. Anyway. So today we are going to talk about making mistakes at work and being in an environment where that's okay. So when I first started my corporate journey, this is back in 2000, I was a, a coder, a C plus plus coder on a technical team. And within a few months, I was put on an on-call rotation. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, that is when you carry around a pager for for us, it was a week, week rotation. And whenever it goes off, you have to call in and figure out what the problem is and either fix it or find somebody to fix it. In my case, that was technical fixing. And to be honest, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. It was very green. I got about an hour or two worth of training from one of my coworkers, this great guy. It wasn't, this is nothing on him. He gave me the on-call notebook. This is a a folder that we had that had all the information I need. And it was a pretty good log. It had a list of people who to call if the problem was of a certain type and then another list for a different type. And it had some cheat sheets of what to do if it was something that I had to fix. And even with the on-call notebook, I was still deathly afraid. I didn't know these people well enough to know what would happen if I got a call and I didn't know how to deal with it if I fucked up. So I'll tell you that later I did work for this company for 15, sorry, 16 years. They were amazing and I really didn't have anything to worry about. But at the time the trust hadn't been established. And frankly speaking, I was very insecure and I felt a little bit like I was thrown to the wolves. I'm not going to kid you, but that's just somewhere sometimes where you find yourself. So, so I took the, the pager and of course, 
the very first night that I had it on, <laughs> it went off. And uh, I so I looked the, and I called in the team that ha- there was a team we had that monitored our systems overnight. They had an error, so they paged me and I called them. I was completely lost. I had no idea what to do, but I had my backup, the guy who had trained me, he was my backup. So I called him, woke him up, and he determined very quick, quickly that this was actually not our error. This was a friend of one of the other teams. So I didn't have to fix anything, thank God. He said to page this other team. So um, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like the ba- the database team. So I found the sheet, got the number of the first person uh, who, who was on the list, and I got this guy, Bob. I think he might have been the lead. Well, I can just tell you right off, Bob was not on call that week. And apparently <laughs> there was a pager number somewhere embedded in this text of this folder that I was looking at at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was supposed to call that first, but I missed it. Bob was a little put off about being called because he wasn't on call, but I was just grateful I found somebody and then he knew that he would take care of it. So Bob ended up calling the right person on his team and they easily fixed this error. So the next morning, I had an email in my work inbox from my boss. It was something to the effect of wanting to go over the on-call process again. So I scrolled down because this was a long chain and the original email was from the database team lead let's call him Jerry. Jerry, who, by the way, I love. I've gotten to know him over the years. He's very awesome. So this is not on Jerry at all, but just did happen to have been him sending this somewhat angry email pointing out that four people had been called unnecessarily last night and he was not happy about it. I was crushed. My very first night on call and I felt like I had totally fucked it up. And I do not take self-failure very well. Um, If you get to know me, you'll know that that is a a fault that I have. But when I aligned with my boss later that day, he explained that the email was not directed toward me at all. In fact, I was one of the people that was unnecessarily called. This is the type of error that I had gotten paged on should have been something that the control center should be able to fix themselves. So we talked over some things. He pointed out the pager number that if this should happen again, call the pager number, and then you'll get the on-call person for that team. And uh, it was fine. So I learned a lot from that experience. The main thing being that when you have a boss that lets you screw up and doesn't make you feel like a screw up, it's a very motivating thing, right? So flash forward 15 years. I'm at the same company and now I'm the team lead. One of my team members comes to me at my desk one day and he seems a little shaken. And he says to me, I think I messed up. Now, this is one of my crack technical folks, so I knew that this was serious. So I took a little breath and I listened and he told me that he accidentally deleted a production database. And this was a database for one of our most critical systems. So, okay. Yes, that is a major thing. (laughs) I could have gotten mad. I could have yelled at him and I could have been complaining about having to deal with this crisis. But the truth is I wasn't mad. Uh, yelling at him wasn't going to do anything. Nobody's perfect. We all fail. And we needed to fix the problem. So after he got done telling me this situation, we started the process of fixing it. We had to communicate to some people because things were going to start failing. We had to restore the database. Uh, The business owners of this system had to manually enter some data because we took backups of all of that data on a nightly basis, but some of the data had come in during the day. And it took the better part of the day before we got done 
but we got it fixed. And there were some important things about this situation, right? First of all, it was an environment where we help each other when someone fails. We don't blame them or throw them under the bus, which a lot of you have told me that's what happens to you. Even some of you have told me your own boss has thrown you under the, under the bus. I learned in this environment from previous leaders, my boss 15 years before, who had allowed me to make a mistake and didn't crucify me for that. So I had that history there. My team member felt comfortable enough to come to me about this huge thing. I mean, that was, I felt honored that he felt comfortable enough to say, hey, basically I majorly screwed up here and I need your help. He could have hidden it. He could have acted like it didn't happen, that it was a random failure. I don't know if anyone would even have known um, what happened if he didn't say anything, but he took responsibility for his mistake. And I hope that at least part of that is because as a team lead, I provided an environment where it was safe for him to do so. And our business partners didn't get angry. I mean, we basically fucked up their whole system, but they didn't get angry. Why? I mean, general culture, but also, um, we were upfront with them. We communicated and we were open and honest. And I've said very often in my life that people are very accommodating and very understanding if you give them information and you let them know what's going on, even if it's bad stuff, right? It's much better than withholding information. So, so I know a lot of you are in situations where you feel that it's not safe to fail. And I am I am sorry for that. I I think that sucks. I think that it's to, it's a reflection of your your leadership and your culture. Um, I'm sorry that some people are dicks and they are so power hungry or um, unable to be accountable or support somebody that they create an environment that's toxic. Failure is learning, and, and when people are deathly afraid of making a mistake or being thrown under the bus, then things aren't going to go as smoothly as if they feel comfortable uh, for for not being perfect. They'll still make mistakes. I mean, putting the fear of God in, in or whatever into people doesn't make them infallible. It just means that when they do make a mistake, they will hide it or they'll delay telling you or they'll spin their wheels trying to fix things and not communicate. And those affected, then they will get mad. They will get angry. And ultimately, you as a leader will probably suffer for it. So, and here's one more thing because I always like to address the egos of the world. If you are the type of person who throws people under the bus to save face, you don't have your team's back, or you play the blame game to try to make yourself come off unscathed, or that whatever, that you're perfect, or something like that, then you're not a real leader. You're an insecure, weak, coward, and as much as you try to mask that, rest assured, everybody knows it. All right, my awesome grit team, that's all for today. I hope you all are in a safe work environment and that you are allowed to fail. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this or any other topic. You can always find me on LinkedIn at Beth Ann Campbell, that's Ann with an E, or follow hashtag CapiGrit or hashtag Beth Ann Campbell. I'm also on Facebook as at the bean67, that's T-H-E-B-E-A-N-N-6-7. And if you need others to talk to, check out our private Facebook group, Cafe Group. We've got some awesome people there. They can, they can uh, listen and help you out because most of them have been there. Thanks for stopping by, my friends. I truly appreciate it. I hope you all are having a most awesome week. Take it easy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by Cafe Grit, where the moxie is fresh, the passion cold brewed, and everything is served with a heaping side of mojo. 
If you like what's on the menu, please check out the Cafe Grit group on Facebook where I'd love to hear your feedback and continue these conversations. You can also find me on LinkedIn as Beth Ann Campbell, that's Anne with an E, or by following hashtag Cafe Grit. And I will be forever beholden if you would give me a quick review on iTunes to make the Apple gods happy. In return, I will wish upon you copious amounts of bacon, your favorite hot beverage, and of course, pie. The music for this podcast is called Lounge Cafe, and it's by Dmitry Baliev. You can find more great tunes by Dmitry and others at audiojungle.net. Check it out. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, you don't have to deal with the bullshit, and there is something better out there. Let's figure it out together. Take it easy. Take it easy.